0: Welcome Tabletop Players, my name is Ruin Ortega and tonight I am your keeper of Monsters and Mysteries because we're playing Monster of the Week by Evil Hat Productions. Join with me as always is my co-host Cade.
1: Hi, I'm Cade. Monster of the Week is a rules-light, RPG-heavy, super fun romp uh, that doesn't take itself too seriously and it's one of those things that I just absolutely love about the system this is probably the most fun as a group that we have had with a system so far and I can't wait for you guys to hear the rest of the episodes absolutely
0: this uh, this system brought about some of like the most laughter we've gotten out of any other one. And also, I think, moments of some of the best RP as a group that you guys have had. You've had your shining moments as singular players, but like as a group,
1: man, this is great. 100%. This is also one of the few systems where I got to be a comedic character. Because it seems more often than not, I don't really get to be, for whatever reason. Uh, and it's tough to compete with, with guys like Jaden. Uh, but I feel like this one, we all had our moments to really have some awesome, awesome comedic moments. Um Yeah, it was an absolute riot. Absolutely. Our
0: coffee of the batch, you're going to have to wait for. Because we have a second episode with Old Men Rolling Dice where we review a coffee. And Cade, we're not telling them what we reviewed it, are we?
1: No, you're going to have to wait and find out. Are we even going to tell them which coffee it is?
0: Ooh, you know what? I want them to listen to that episode. We should make them wait. I like it. You know what? I will give them a hint, though. All right? I'll I'll give them this. Cade, I love that this system that we just played, for the regular people, doesn't walk
1: around on its high horse. The worst part is is that they don't know that that was one of the better puns that you've made (laughs) so far. That was... Excellently well done, and they don't even know it yet. They're going to have to wait a whole other week to find out that that was actually good. Well, and with that, grab a mug, fill it
0: full of the hot stuff, and settle in. (laughs) Could you not give me that look? (laughs) No, I hate the saying, the hot stuff. It's just... (laughs) Settle in with and with that grab a mug settle in with a cup of the hot stuff as
1: we play monster (laughs) of the week enjoy (laughs) enjoy
0: Alright, here we are back in the natural 20. How you guys doing tonight?
1: Doing alright. It's nice out finally. Uh, I've been brushing up on my conspiracy theories. It's gonna be good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm doing good too. No complaints. Good.
3: It's, it's good. a wonderful day to roll some dice.
0: Awesome. Yeah, the weather is great, but uh,
1: we're, we're stuck inside. Have you guys ever played <laughs> games outside? Like tabletop games? Uh, Kind of. So, with one of my buddies, we played in an old shack on his, like, (laughs) farmer's field. We talked about this in the Old Man Rolling Dice episode. Uh, Yeah, just, like, in this old, almost like a hunting shack with, like, couches that definitely had mice in them. Uh, But yeah, (laughs) we played out there. That's about as close as I've gotten.
0: I just feel like the wind would be a real problem, you know?
1: I mean, yeah, it's not an airtight shack by any stretch, but...
0: (laughs) All right, well, we are here to play Monster of the Week, um, a a game that I think we're all excited for. We've been brushing up on the rules, and I think a lot of us were kind of surprised about um, what what it looks like it's going to be like to play. So um, we're going to follow the book to a T in terms of what it says every first session should be like. it does have some little bit of a prescription at the beginning. So first of all, we're going to follow by doing our introductions. So let's start out by just introducing who we are playing tonight. Cade, start us off.
1: Sure. Uh, So I am playing Alex the Flake. Um, He (laughs) is obsessed with conspiracy theories um he's doing everything he can to avoid chemtrails and the illuminati and our reptilian <laughs> overlords uh because the crazy is a wild hollow place if uh mm-hmm. this really is earth um yeah perfect well that
0: sounds like it's gonna be uh kind of crazy
2: how about you Jaden? <laughs> I am playing Larry Fitch, a.k.a. Boy Wonder. He didn't give himself his, that name, that's just his code name. Um He is <laughs> just a, you know, just a classic kind of monster hunting dude. He was more on the basic level until he got dispatched to go collect an amulet and things went wrong. He got trapped inside of it and then the secret of the amulet is that when it's put on a different body, he takes over that body. Um, so he's been through three bodies and now he happens to be in the body of a 12-year-old. <laughs> Who wears fine suits, likes cigars, and has a little bit of a psychotic rage. That
0: sounds delightful. And Jody? Uh,
3: I'm playing Carl, the Initiate, who is a second-level acolyte in the Order of the Mysterious Eye, a cult of monster hunters he found on Craigslist that let him join for the low, low price of $500 a month. He takes his training very seriously, <clears throat> even though he's never actually seen a monster. And he's wearing mismatched clothes, a suit jacket, and a deaf leopard t-shirt.
0: Nice. Of course. it has to it has to have the deaf leopard. Awesome. Okay, Well... This uh, this sounds delightful. I can't wait to get, jump into this. Uh, we are going to jump into the next thing that we are supposed to do. Now, uh, the way that Monster of the Week works, as we've seen, is the character sheets are incredibly streamlined. You're not really plugging in numbers and stuff like that. It has everything that you need on the sheet, and it is legitimately a checklist. You <laughs> choose what you want from the list. You check it off. And that's what you get. And so with this, every... Playbook, as they're called, that's what the character sheets are called, has the history that they have to go through, um, the hunters, as they're called in this episode, and they have to actually go through it with the people at the table to determine how they are in some sort of relationship um, or group working together. So I guess let's just go back in that same order. Uh, Cade, why don't you walk us through your history with the other hunters?
1: Sure. Um, so Jaden's character um, they're somehow tied into it all man Uh, so I've been keeping an (laughs) eye on them because they they know more than they're letting on and they play some bigger role in the the grand underground societies Um, whereas Jody's character all the signs pointed towards us working together so I found them and now we work together and that is word for word what it says. <laughs> <laughs>
2: They're really going for
1: the simplicity yeah. here, hey. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Jaden, walk us through your history with the other hunters.
2: Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with um Jody's character, which I cannot remember his name right now. Carl. Um, Carl. Good. Make that down. And Cade, what's your guys' name again, just so I got it?
1: Alex. Like the other famous Alex that loves conspiracy theories.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Straightforward. Okay, so with Carl, I would say that the relationship between Larry and Carl, uh, they've known each other for some time, but in the sense that in Larry's old body, they knew each other. But since getting consumed by the amulet, he hasn't let him know that he is actually, Larry. So as far as he knows, it's just some random 12-year-old he's working with because he's keeping him emotionally very distant. Alright. And then the relationship he would have with Alex probably ties into why Alex is keeping an eye on him because the conspiracy is because he would have seen him use his powers for a selfish or vindictive reason and I'm supposed to ask Alex who the victim was. Um... The victim
1: was... Uh, a, a teacher at school
4: <laughs>
1: yeah
2: because <laughs> he's gotta kind of
1: kid. <laughs> i like that
2: um well then he would have seen him use his powers to more or less make the teacher like not focus on him at all pretty much actually the whole classroom he just does his work like his monster hunting work in the classroom. They all think he's just in the class doing it (laughs) appropriately because he's the spooky though. He uses his telepathy and mind control to convince them all that he's a normal student. And that's probably why Alex is all confused about him. He's like, well, how do they not see what he's doing? He's, 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 he's cleaning his gun. He's cleaning his gun.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Jody, your hunters backstory or history.
3: Alright, so for Cade's character, Alex, uh, I'm going to go along with his thing where we're friends, but he first met me under my cover identity working at the box factory, and uh, I told him about the sect later when he found my uh, my Claymore that I was trying to like enchant with magical powers. Um, and then for Jaden's character, what's your character's name again, Jaden?
2: Larry Fitch. Larry or Fitch. Boy Wonder, if you want to <laughs> for call For the him Boy Bob Wonder,
3: company. there's a good one here um they're described in the prophecies of my cult and i'm gonna say that it's described as like a child who's wise beyond his years because he's like 12 but he has like the mental capacity <laughs> of like an adult uh but it i don't know the actual role that he has in the prophecy
2: mm, interesting
0: all right well this is um this is gonna be really interesting because the backstory that I have for this whole uh, scenario is that you guys are brothers. So we're gonna try to shoehorn that <laughs> into all of these backgrounds. So it's like can't trust uh, anyone not family, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you found him at the box factory. It's like I imagine you walked into his job one day, or he walked into your job, and uh, you saw him doing something really strange, and you were like, "What?" And that's how you found out, or something like that.
2: I'm just throwing this out here, but I could see that Larry has been working for whatever organization or group we're working for. He got put in the amulet, so nobody knows what happened to him. And then along the... Carl somehow gets involved in it. Somehow, maybe Larry sends them in, him an invitation or something. Cause he's like, he would totally belong here. And then somehow Alex got dragged in <laughs> by Carl, seeing him working at the box factory cover.
1: I followed you guys because I knew something was up. I was trying to find the truth capital Mm -hmm. T truth (laughs) I've got
3: one more kind of like backstory thing that is on my character where it says at the beginning of each mystery roll charm and on a 10 plus my cult provides some kind of useful info or I get a mission or if I roll under six they ask me to do something nefarious
1: I have something similar. Yeah,
0: so um, <laughs> we're we're actually going to jump right into that because that okay. is part three of our introduction to the scenario. And this is that there are some <clears throat> hunters where their playbook tells them they have moves that they have to do at the beginning of a scenario. That kind of sets out everything that is being done. Um, I believe for the purpose of the scenario, they are just talking like um, the entire start to finish, yeah. not each individual portion. Yeah, uh, And that's important because we're going to have four episodes to this scenario. So we'll only do it once. Just get that straight. Uh, Jody, since you're already onto it, why don't you walk us through yours? You had to do some rolls and stuff there.
3: Yeah, it says, When I'm in good standing with my sect at the beginning of each mystery roll charm, uh, on a 10+, plus, they provide useful info or help in the field. On 7 to 9, I get a mission associated with the mystery. And if I do, I'll get some info or help too. On a miss, they ask you to do something bad. If I fail a mission or refuse an order, I will be excommunicated until I atone. So roll. Oh, yeah, roll for that. Let's see what happens. Seven to nine. So a
0: mission associated with it. Okay, nice. so a mission associated with... The mystery. Um, the mystery. Okay. You, Your mission from your organization or your cult sorry what's the official term for it
3: the order of the mysterious eye and their logo is just like a really low resolution clip art of just an eye with a question (laughs) mark in the middle of it
0: yes (laughs) your mission is to acquire a relic of great power all right
2: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm My hope is this cult is just this one dude in his basement, like, hoping this guy's gonna find him real cool shit and he doesn't have to risk his life.
0: Awesome. Now, Cade, your character Alex also had one he had to complete.
1: I do. I have something called Connect the Dots. So at the beginning of each mystery, I look for wider patterns that all of these events might be a part of. So I get to make a roll and add in my sharp modifier, uh, which is plus two. And that includes things like investigating mysteries, reading a bad situation, etc. On plus ten, I get to hold three, which means I have three counters, essentially, that I get to hold on to. Seven to nine, I get to hold one. (coughs) Anything less than that, nothing. Uh, During the rest of this mystery, at any point, I can spend one of those held points to ask the Keeper some kind of question that lets me kind of metagame a little bit. Um, So like, I can ask, is this person connected to current events more than they are saying? When and where will the next critical event occur? What does this monster want from this person? Is this connected to previous mysteries we have investigated? And how does this mystery connect to the bigger picture? Um So I got eight, so I get one of those that I can hold on to, and I can use that at any point during the mystery.
0: Awesome. I love it. I have a sort of... uh... Go ahead. Go ahead. Ooh, the Canadian standoff. I was just going to say that uh, this is going to play in so well. I love both of these things that we've been able to add in. Yeah, I was just going
3: to say I have, like, a similar ability to, like, that. I I think it's similar anyway. It sounds similar. Where it's... uh... I can use a magic check to uh, ask one of the, ask the, or like investigate a mystery questions to the keeper, like I'm searching the cosmos or something for answers. Oh, that's awesome. But if Instead I fail missing... the magic check, you can give me really horrible information.
0: Cause uh, normally that would be a, a sharp check, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's actually really cool. So it uh, double dips into your magic stat there. Yeah. Uh, Which is uh, weird, I believe, right? Yep. And I'm plus two weird, so. Means you're pretty good at it. (laughs) Uh, So for our listeners at home who are unfamiliar with Monster of the Week, the, the rolling system in this game is incredibly easy and straightforward. Each of our hunters has two D6s, and they have a stat associated with whatever it is they're trying to do. They roll their two D6s, and they add their stat. Check, check. If they get six or lower, it's a fail automatically. If they get seven to nine, it is one um, variation of what they'll get and and a success. And a 10 to 12 or greater, because sometimes that will happen, uh, is considered a great success, and they get even more um, benefits to them. So with that being said, any final things before we get this party started?
3: Yeah, I'm just going to say that every time someone says great success, uh, you have to say it
0: like Borat. I agree. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, our story tonight begins in the lovely small city of Belle Reeve, somewhere in Canada. Pick your favorite province. And... The three hunters are brothers. The brothers are teenagers named Alex, Larry, and Carl. They live with their mother, who is single from some horrible accident in the past that all of them would rather forget. And on one incredibly lovely and sunny Monday morning, they all rise, having a shared bedroom, to find themselves begrudgingly going to school. They sit down to have breakfast before they hurry off. And as they are, they're doing what every usual teenager does. They're scrolling social media and they're having breakfast. Their mom is around making sure they have only the best sugary cereals in front of them. And uh, as they are, the mother is... Bustling about and she's prodding at them to hurry up, hurry up. You need to get to school. You don't want to be like Mr. Jim Sanders. Do you remember him? Of course you don't remember him. He was your middle schooled L.A. teacher. He was so lazy and was late every single day. And then all of a sudden he won the lottery.
3: Wait, so aren't you saying that being lazy made him millions of dollars?
0: Well, yes, but of course, now that he's lazy, he doesn't know what to do with all of his money. The
1: lottery is just a way to control us. (laughs) You say that about everything, Alex. I'd also like it noted that Alex doesn't have a smartphone to scroll through social media because he thinks that the government is tracking him with the (laughs) GPS. So he only uses a a super outdated flip phone that doesn't have a SIM card in it anymore. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> and he reads the newspaper and 100%. feels a about it.
1: Yeah, going through, looking for patterns, like the first letters of every 16th word. And, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to need everybody to roll sharp. Uh, six.
2: Yeah, I got a six as well.
0: I got an 11. No, 10 because I have minus one. So Larry and Alex don't hear anything. But Carl, all of a sudden hears a a laughter? Like some sort of group chorus laughter? D- did someone
3: leave a TV on upstairs? Sounds like a crappy old sitcom.
1: I always turn the TV off because I'm afraid that the waves coming in from the cable are going <laughs> to fry our brains.
2: Yeah, and Big Brother uses it to spy on us too, so. Oh God. The government no, singles are in my brain now. <laughs>
1: This is how it ends. The chip has my been activated. My character starts
3: frantically like searching all the TVs to see if somebody left something on while shouting about the power bills. I spend my whole day working at the box factory to pay the power bills. And you guys leave the TV on?
1: I pull out a special pair of sunglasses that I think show me the waves from the 5G towers. Mm-hmm. And I put those on. I look at the window and I'm looking for them.
0: So Carl and Alex searched the entire house, um, you know, checking, unplugging the TVs just in case the screen stopped working. But yet, you know, it was still making sound and stuff like that. And you, you can't find anything, anything at all.
2: Larry is feeling a little bit weird with watching these guys scramble around all nuts. So he's going to try and tune in and see if there's anything around, like a monster or something for him to tune into, see if there's anything going on around here. It's one of his moves. Okay, yeah go, on, yeah, go ahead and roll. Spooky move, so it's plus my weird. Oh, it's not good. Um, that's a five, <laughs> and that would mean that if Can there I... was anything around, it knows something about me.
3: Can I use my helping hand skill that I selected for my initiate? <clears throat> sure. Um, <clears throat> so what's the role that I was helping with? Um, uh, like for your the stats?
2: Uh, it's weird.
3: Oh, cool. Uh, So I add a plus plus two to his because I passed the, the
0: check. Okay, so that makes it a success because I believe you had an eight uh, or a six. Uh, a six yeah, surgery?
2: yeah, I had a or a, yeah, no, it had a five, so it makes it a seven, so it's a success. So I get to hold one, which means I get to ask one question if there is something I guess around for me to detect.
0: Okay, Um, yeah, you seem to be hearing some sort of disembodied laughter from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it definitely has a magical presence.
2: I would like, then the, I'm going to use that one hole to ask where is the creature right now, or where is the thing, or am I able to discern that it's somewhere, like where it's coming from?
0: Yeah, you are able to discern without knowing exactly what it is. Um, mm-hmm. You know that something magical is happening um, in the center of the town.
2: Mm. So, yeah, like I can, but there's nothing specific to the sound. You guys are wasting your time. You're not going to find it in here. It's not at all around this area.
1: I run to the kitchen to grab the tinfoil to start making hats for everybody.
3: I kind (laughs) of sarcastically, in a brotherly way, be like, Oh, well, Mr. Boy Wonder, where is it then? Why don't you show us?
2: I mean, I'm thinking center of town, but that's just a pretty big guess, I would say.
3: I think you just want to go downtown to see the girl that works at the ice cream shop.
2: The center of town. No, would she wants me to go downtown to see her. That's what she wants. Well, well, I guess
3: on. we better go downtown.
2: Yeah. The, the, s- the center of town would make sense. All the streets come out from it, making a pentagram,
1: which makes it the perfect place for the government to hold their satanic rituals. Yeah.
3: I like mm-hmm. lift my shirt sleeve up to show uh, Alex the pentagram tattoo on my <laughs> bicep in tribal design.
1: They would never recruit you. You're nothing but a
3: they- sheep. <laughs> They did recruit me. I
0: found him on Craigslist. So, Kate, just like as a note about Alex, so if he doesn't have a smart device, where is he getting all of his information about conspiracies and things like that? Uh, obviously, books, dudes. Uh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Okay. Uh well that goes back to the next point here so eventually your mom comes over and she shooes you all off towards the bus which I know you guys are thinking about going to the center of town but luckily that's where the school is located that you need to go to so you have free transportation from the school bus to get you downtown coincidence? I think not
2: <laughs> it's always a plaid man isn't it?
0: And with that, you guys jump on the bus. Now, Alex does begin flipping through his zine on the bus. And he comes across the latest article. And uh, it is written by a, I guess, a small-time internet um, conspiracy theorist. We prefer reputable source. (laughs) I'm sure you do. And the second that happens, I will rephrase my terminology. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, the article is written by uh, one of your, your fanboy crushes, Casey Cartwright. And it is as follows. Hey, Illusion Illuminators. That's the name of the magazine. Another weird one for you today. Recently, an old man went deep sea fishing. Supposedly, he spent his entire life trying to catch the big one. Story goes, he finally caught a hold of it, but a mako shark trailed him for days, slowly trying to eat away at his catch. Turns out the old man arrived on shore with nothing but a skeleton to show. Story goes, he then later suffered a horrible depression and drank himself into an early death. Call me crazy, but I'd say that's another one for the creature cases. Let me know what you think in uh, the fan letters. I'll be looking into this more.
2: Larry's gonna be looking over his shoulder and point at that and be like, that's old man in the sea. Just look up Hemingway and sit back down.
1: I mean, obviously the shark had been polluted by the chemtrails of the sky. Just wait till you find out what they do to the frogs.
2: What do they do to the frogs?
1: I, I don't know if I can make the meme joke in, in our episode, but... They turned the frickin' frogs gay
4: Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) And there it is again that laugh track, it's, it's obviously following you, and in fact, the closer that you guys get to town, um, now that now that Carl has explained it to you all, you, you start to hone in on it too, and for each one of you, it gets stronger and stronger as you go towards the center of town. Very, very strange.
1: This is obviously a psyop from the government. If we are constantly hearing <laughs> laughter in our heads, we cannot take ourselves seriously, and they know that we have the real power <laughs> I am a free citizen! <laughs> I,
3: I take out some airpods from a, a handy little compartment in my suit jacket. I, like, put them in and crank up a hair metal song really loud to drown out the laughter.
1: Oh, sure, airpods. Just eject the rays, don't you?
3: And I start doing air guitar, too.
2: Larry's or- gonna risk his luck and pull out a cigarette and smoke it in the back <laughs> of the bus like a true <laughs> B.A. <laughs>
0: The uh, You you look challengingly at the bus driver, who, being used to this, definitely looks and, uh, and sees it and just rolls his eyes and, like, undoes his own window, but doesn't <laughs> care about anybody
2: else on the bus. Nice. Larry is nice enough to roll down his window a crack <laughs> and kind of hang the cigarette out of it when he's not smoking it.
0: That's your own morality.
2: Mm-hmm. He follows a code.
0: Well, before long, the bus arrives at the school. And all three of you uh, get off the bus and you look towards the school. Uh, Jody, based on Carl's previous role, he gets the sense that the magic is very, very strong here specifically. Like, it was getting stronger on the way, but here Mm -hmm. it is incredibly strong.
3: Okay. Mm Um. Could I attempt to divine some information using my old black magic skill?
0: Absolutely.
3: Okay, let me decide what question I want to ask. Well, I guess I should roll to see if I pass first. So I make a plus two weird roll, and I got nine altogether on that. Let me just make sure see what it says. When I use magic, I can ask a question from Investigate a Mystery Move as my effect. So, we got to go to the magic rules for a second here.
0: I am there. Um, your it spell works, works imperfectly. imperfectly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you get to choose your effect and a glitch. Um, it says the keeper will decide <laughs> what effect the glitch has. <laughs> Do I get to
3: pick the glitch, though? Mm-hmm. Uh, problematic uh, yes. side effect. <laughs> and for the effect, I want just to the to ask the question from the investigator mystery. Okay. Um, So I'm going to – do you want the question
0: first or do you want the – Yeah, let's let's ask the question first and then we'll decide what the problematic side effect is. I'm going to ask,
3: what can it do? What, like, what effect is
0: this supposed to have on us? It seems like it's really just there to – drive you crazy like but not like in like a madness kind of way but just kind of annoy you and pester you.
3: Okay. Well maybe you're onto something with that 5G stuff, Alex. Of course I am. <laughs> All right, now what's the problematic side effect?
0: All right, the problematic side effect. Ooh, this is this is where I get to have fun. Um mm-hmm. the problematic side effect is that no matter what you try you cannot get rid of the laugh track until the creator does. Okay.
3: Excellent. So it's playing through my Def leopard through the headphones. And I just can't get rid of it. Like, no.
0: <laughs> exactly. As the three of you look towards the school and you get the sense that this is the epicenter, you happen to see one of your friends... Um, running up the school steps. It's Peter Flanagan, somebody you've been friends with for a very, very long time. Um, A bit about him is he is your typical nerdiest of the nerds. Um, Never really treated well in his life, things like that. Um, Tons of bullies. You guys hang out with him because he's actually a really decent guy. But you know that in the recent years, you've been kind of distancing yourself a little bit more because, well, He's the target of bullying, and you'd rather not enter that world. Um, and as you guys see him running up the the stairs... Um, you see him trip up the stairs. And I'm going to have everybody roll plus cool. Four. Seven. Six. Excellent. Um, Cade, last week, when you were maybe trying your best to avoid talking to Peter in the hall. Um, You noticed him being uh, picked on a little bit more harshly than before. He was being shoved into lockers, like not inside of, but, you know, into the the sides of Omen. Um, It really seemed like he was having the worst time of his life. And you kind of look back on it with a, a bit of shame that maybe you didn't, you know, intervene, but, You know, what can you do? You're just one guy against a group of bullies.
1: I will make it up to him when all those bullies work for me. Uh,
0: And with that, the first bell telling you guys that you need to get to your classes
1: rings. I will go to class by my own free will, not because... The construct of time tells me that I should do so. And I head to class.
2: <laughs> Larry doesn't have to go to class.
0: No? You no, don't. They don't, I mean,
2: they're they not going to notice him not being there. He's just going to... true. They'll
0: definitely notice, but whether they actually care.
2: But what if I use my mind powers to make them not notice? <laughs> I don't know if my mind powers go that far. Actually, they don't. I can manipulate people into thinking I'm sick.
0: Yeah, for the that's day. Fair. Pull a Ferris Bueller. Yeah. This whole campaign just changed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just go and hang out for the day, have fun with our friends. We're skipping, oh, boys. I'm Cameron. Okay. Well, he has no reason to skip his classes, so he'll go to class for now because it's not worth, you know, potentially blowing his cover.
1: Okay,
0: perfect. Yeah and Carl um
3: I'm going to go to class but I'm going to tell the teacher that I must have some kind of an ear infection because I can't hear anything
1: <laughs> okay
3: uh, with the hopes of gaining what uh, getting out of class to investigate why I can't stop hearing this laugh track in my head
0: okay alright I will I'll, I'll let that play in we'll, uh, we'll build up to it I have okay? to roll a
3: charm roll probably
0: yeah, so we'll, we'll build into that. Um, so you guys go to your first period math class, um, and it is with a Mr. Thomas. And as you sit down, you do notice, Kate, that um, Peter is, is absent. He's not in this class, and that's strange because he should be. In fact, he's at the top of the class. Um, but as you are about to say something To your companions um, Mr. Hornby, the principal Walks in through the door And as he does He opens it a little bit further Than it previously was And all of a sudden A bucket of water falls on his head <laughs> <laughs> And he looks up at the, the sky as the, Or the ceiling As the bucket falls And clanks to the floor And he just goes FLAT AGAIN! And he walks out.
3: Mother of Just leaves the
0: classroom.
1: Just leaves. I know what's going on. We are all just brains in jars. And instead of putting us in a regular simulation, they've put us inside of a 90s after school sitcom to mess with us.
2: I've got something for you here, Alex. Aren't we technically just brains in jars, even if we are in a human body? Aren't our human bodies just jars?
1: That is a whole another discussion. I prefer I'm not, not to think of you a as a meat sack, because that makes it difficult for me to be as charming as I normally am.
2: Okay, well, you think on that. Um, Larry's going to just kind of look around and see, and he's going to use his telepathy to read like just some random person's mind and see if they're also hearing the laugh track because I can uh, do an, which would be an investigate mystery I, or no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that'd be manipulating. It says you can read people's thoughts. So I'm going to use that as an investigate the mystery as far as I can tell. Um, I feel
0: like it'd be a weird cause it's magic to do that. Right.
2: Yeah, but it is. The, I, yeah, I guess. Right. I'm not really sure.
0: Um, what is it specifically? Well, say? Cause yeah,
2: like the movie says, so telepathy, you can read people's thoughts and put words in their mind. This can allow you to investigate a mystery or read a bad situation without needing to actually talk. You can also manipulate someone without speaking. And those are in... So investigate a mystery, read a bad situation, and manipulate someone are in bolded text. Because those are actual specific moves that you have, like your basic moves. And then it says you still roll moves as normal, except people will not expect the weirdness of your mental communication. So I guess you could say that reading people's thoughts would be kind of magical, though. I think it's kind of leaving it open and ambiguous.
0: Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just looking at it um, here to see if somewhere else in the book tells us.
2: I would assume if it specifically
1: uses the words investigate a mystery or mm-hmm. read a bad situation, that you would use sharp.
2: Yeah, that's what I would think too. Okay. Because uh, of my other abilities where I do use magic, it does say use magic. And this one doesn't. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'm i good with that then. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, then let's we'll go for an investigate the mystery, which is sharp, which is fine by me. Because either way, both of those are a plus two. Um, and that is a 10.
0: Okay. So, um, that I'm just scrolling to, because then you get, uh, two to hold, right?
2: Um, no telepathy. I think it's just like, I, I just need, it would just tell me like what I'm trying to read their mind. So I just, I'm specifically trying to find out if people else are hearing the laugh track.
0: Okay, for sure. Uh, yeah, everybody is hearing it and they're all pretending like they don't hear it.
2: Mm. All right. So they're pretending they're not being forced to pretend. Correct. Okay, cool. Everyone just doesn't want to come off as crazy because we're a bunch of teenagers and no one wants to get made fun of. No one wants to be the Alex of the class.
0: And nobody wants to be the adult teacher who is hearing crazy things because then they're forever
1: Mr. Crazy or Miss Crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm scribbling all of this in my manifesto
2: that I've been working on since I was six. Yeah, I'm going to go over to Alex and be like, they're all in on it. They're all pretending. They can all hear.
1: Of course they're all in it. They've always been all in it. (laughs)
0: uh now carl you had wanted to uh make an excuse to get out of class right uh yeah but didn't the teacher just walk out uh the principal did the for some reason the the principal principal had come in yeah mr hornby uh mr thomas is at the front of the class uh, getting ready to prepare his lecture gotcha um
3: i'm just going to uh basically raise my hand and it's going to be a long-winded excuse I'm to, what, mr hornby was
0: mr it? thomas
3: oh mr thomas yeah mr thomas uh i uh, i feel like i have a, an ear infection and i like i can't really hear anything that anybody's saying so i think i need to go to the doctor and uh i, I really don't feel safe walking around town without my brothers so i was hoping that we could all <laughs> go to my medical appointment <laughs> do you want me to roll charm Yes, please. <laughs> I have really bad charm. Uh, four. Ooh. <laughs>
0: yeah. He, he looks at you and... and Carl, I'm going to have you sit down. Listen, um, mm. this isn't the first time that you've tried to pull this kind of stunt. And, uh, you, you know, if you were really sick when your mother have sent a note to school, I'm just saying. I know she cares about you a lot. So I can't imagine that she'd be letting you run around if you were actually sick. So tell you what. Why don't we just do some math? And then when you leave my class... Whatever, man. You go. You do you. You can go to the office, try to sign out. I don't care, but let's do some math, alright? Can I try Kay. to
1: help out? So I sure. can roll plus cool, and then depending on how that goes, I might be able to boost his roll. Mm-hmm. So I got 11. So that's plus 1 on his roll. Which would only make it a 5 still. Yeah, if that's there's still a fail. A, another brother...
3: That.
2: yeah okay so larry not <laughs> um, sorry uh, bonuses
0: no bonuses do not stack okay so oh, okay. more than you. like if two people yeah if two people help out it's still only just plus one yeah, oh, okay
2: but larry's got a whole nother idea so he's gonna use his telepathy to quickly just throw it out to the guys follow my lead pretend you can't hear anything i'm gonna stand up and be like um, sir, it, it must be infectious or something. I think we all have it. Like, I, I'm starting to lose it. I, I, I can't even hear you very clearly anymore, sir. And while I'm doing that, I'm also going to use my telepathy to manipulate him using the ability <laughs> to manipulate someone, which is not ideal because that's a charm one. But I'm going to go for it. Okay. Oh, deadly. Okay. Seven.
0: Okay. And so with that, you, you just get to do it. Um, I know, so, oh, let
2: me see manipulate someone on a seven to nine they'll do it but only if you do something for them right now to show that you mean it if you ask too much <laughs> they'll tell you what if anything it would take to for them to do it
0: okay okay i can work <laughs> with this so so tell me exactly uh what you do with your telepathy
2: okay well my telepathy is mostly just kind of be like Really egging him on and be like, I mean, Larry, he never lies. He's a good dude. He's comes to his classes, like, most of the time. And you don't really notice when he's not there. So he's got to be there all the time, right? Like, you got to trust Larry. Larry's a good dude. He's never done you wrong. And, and Alex, I mean, if Alex gets up and says the same thing, you know, he's weird, but he's never disrupted class in this way.
0: Okay, okay. Trying to um, act like
2: his internal thought, like, that's him thinking. That's what I'm trying to do is almost like substitute his thoughts for them but not actually make him think it just be like they're rolling through his head so he might think they're his
0: okay and so you're thinking uh carl right carl is the one that you said was never doing anything wrong no no i I, he
2: he already called out carl i'm just because i told my brothers to follow my lead so i'm hoping that alex is then also gonna kick this over the top and finish it off for us gotcha gotcha okay okay so um
0: if he uh, he's kind of standing up standing up front and and scrutinizing you guys and he looks a little bit more distant uh, than he had a second ago as he's almost having this internal debate with himself and and finally he goes all right listen I know I know Carl I know that you'd like to bend the truth sometimes but uh, you know Alex is generally here for the math and uh, Larry. I'll be honest, Larry. You kind of just creep me out. So if you guys are making a big deal about this whole can't hear whatever, uh, I'll let you go. But here's the deal. You guys have to send me an email or get your mom to call me. It has to come from her to let me know that it was all copacetic, all right? I need to know. Otherwise, I'm going to haul you all down to Mr. Hornby's office tomorrow or whenever it is that you get back, and we're going to have a conversation about it, even if you're actually sick. Deal?
2: Okay, I'm just gonna throw it out into telepathy, which they should probably be able to respond, I would assume, or, like, I can hear their thoughts. Are we gonna go for this? Can we convince Mum to do it? We can just log
3: onto her computer and fake it, is what I think back to him.
2: Yep, okay, we're going. Yep, yep, no problem, sir. I'm sure she will absolutely have the, the letter, it's no big deal. Our doctor is very serious about writing one for any time you show up.
1: Excellent. And now m- uh, Mr. Thomas because I am missing class today uh, I would appreciate it if you could put the homework on microfiche for me because I will not use a computer <laughs> to access Google Classroom He's just going to look at you and be like I'll give him I the was notes
0: born. I was born way after that was a real thing There's no way that's happening Just just get him from somebody tomorrow You're one of them aren't you And then I leave <laughs> <laughs>
3: Out in the hallway, we gotta do like that was not a high high joke. fives. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, as you guys, yeah, as you guys get out into the hall, um, I assume you would stop to collect yourselves to kind of figure out a plan from here, right?
4: <laughs> you this hope would so. Go, go outside by <laughs> One the bike would rack. Assume.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. As you guys are walking outside in order to get to the bike rack to kind of have some space to yourselves, uh, I need everybody to roll uh, sharp as you're walking down the hall. Nine. Nine.
2: Five.
0: Okay, so Jaden, sorry, Larry fails. (laughs) Uh, Carl had a nine, and Alex? Nine as well. Perfect. Um, As you guys are walking down the hall you both notice that the one custodian room is open and there appears to be car parts just set on the floor outside of it and you both hear a ton of like tinkering and like wrenches hitting the floor and, and, and things like that and when I mean car parts I mean like doors car doors hmm. can uh, we
1: investigate
0: yeah definitely As you look inside, you see the custodian on his back underneath a car. An entire car that, honestly, you're not even sure how it got into this room in the first place. Because you don't remember the custodial room being this big. What kind of car is it? It's like a 1980s Volvo station wagon.
1: Do you recognize... I'm going to slap
0: the the trunk and
3: say, look at this baby. You can fit so many boxes in this. (laughs) 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 <laughs> I look around like I'm hearing the laughter and I'm like, I'm actually starting to kind of get into this.
2: We've never been funnier.
1: That's why you are the sheep of the family. Uh, do we reco- that was not a joke! Uh, do we recognize the vehicle?
0: <laughs> no. It's not a vehicle you've ever seen. Um, it is quite old at this age. Like, you know, this isn't 1980s, like in meta, like, when we were in high school. This is 1980s, like, nowadays, you know? So, um, you're surprised that anybody would even drive this piece of junk.
2: Bet you they have to roll up the windows by hand. The only way (laughs) to drive.
1: Do you think kids actually still know what
0: that means? Like, when you do that motion for somebody to unroll their window?
2: Uh, Some definitely don't.
1: We had a student last year who graduated who had a car that needed to be rolled up.
3: Yeah, like it's still a thing. Plus, it's yeah. like, like pop culture-wise, if you have watched like comedy movies, you've probably seen that at least once
1: in your life. Mm-hmm. How else are you going to get them to roll down so you can ask them if they have any gray poopar?
3: Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, well.
3: I'm going to poke my head underneath are. the car and like be like, hey, why is there a car in here?
0: And uh, you see the custodian, Mr. Patterson, look over and be like, Damned if I know, kid, I just showed up this morning and bam, there it was, right, right in there. No idea what's going on, but all I can tell you is it won't fit through the doors, so I got to get it out of here somehow. It's it's almost like somebody just took apart a car and re, I guess, reinstalled, remanufactured, whatever you want to say, it right back in this room.
1: The I classic. stand back up and I
3: say, wow, we really are living in a sitcom.
1: What is going on? It's the classic sitcom prick. I told you. Uh,
0: listen, kids, if you got nothing else, I really gotta get this out of here. Otherwise, I ain't gonna get these halls cleaned.
3: I don't think anyone would notice if you skipped a day.
0: And uh, with that, you guys continue on outside where you're undisturbed until you get to the bike racks.
2: It's nice thing you didn't ask us to help.
3: Well, we're, we're like, like 2000s kids. We, we we couldn't help.
2: Okay. So what's the deal, guys? What's the plan? What's the situation? He's going to pull out another cigarette and smoke it because apparently he's adopted chain smoking now. <laughs>
3: Well, we either have to accept that we're living in a sitcom and uh, start to pursue life from wackier angles. Or uh, we need to find where this is coming from. It's coming from downtown here. So, like, we we've, we've felt it stronger here at the school. And, I mean, in, in all the sitcoms, like, it's generally at the school where the things are happening.
0: And almost like uh, the inner parts of your psyche are trying to communicate that to carl uh he gets the sense that the bike racks which are a little bit further from the doors um the magic feels a little bit weaker here than it did like when they were in class it was pulsating and pounding
3: um so is there like a limit to the amount of times i can use magic or is it like i'm just taking the chance to make a bad roll and get a side effect
0: as far as i know
3: that's it okay well, can I try and uh, do my old black magic thing again to uh, try and sense? Use my magic skill to investigate the mystery? Yes. Okay. I rolled an eight. So this is another one with the side effect. So that that would still apply, right? Because I'm using magic. So we'd be using that rule. Yes. Okay. Um. I'm going to go, the effect is short of duration for the side effect. And the question I want to ask from the thing is, where did it go?
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, well, you know that it went through the gymnasium next. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to tell
3: the, my two brothers, like, you just got to follow my gut on this. Something's going on in the gym.
2: Better direction than we got so far. I'm in. I mean, now
0: because of the short duration of that, as soon as you uh, kind of learn that knowledge, you're not able to sense where it went next. Okay. Sorry, Kay. Alex. I cut you off.
1: I was going to say. I mean, I I know of the gym. I've never actually been in it.
2: <laughs> well, it'll be a new experience for you today.
3: You always forge those notes from mom saying that you
1: can't go to the assemblies because you think they're brainwashing us. Because that's what they are. These are just propaganda rallies. I don't know why they don't just call them what they are. Well,
3: what you don't realize is literally none of the kids are listening. We're all on our phones.
1: (laughs) Great. Propaganda from the school or propaganda from the internet. Take your choice. They cancel each other out. That's not how any of this works. If you just did the required reading that I sent to you every day, you would understand.
3: Well, you send it by mail. Do you not realize that it takes days to leave the house and come back because you don't use a phone?
1: They read your emails.
2: (laughs) But don't they read the mail? (laughs) No one reads handwriting anymore.
0: Well, you're right about that. You guys start to make your way towards the gym. The second period bell rings almost as if the timing is incredibly specific. Like, that period was way too short. I mean, you went in for attendance, and then you left and talked to a janitor, went to the bike racks. Like, <laughs> what, a total of 20 minutes? Maybe even less. And yet, the second period bell has rung. And so as you enter the gym, you see... Mrs. Tally yelling at everybody saying to get changed and line up and you look down and all of a sudden you're wearing your gym attire? Weird. I checked the time on my smartwatch. Mm-hmm. It definitely shows the right time for second period phys ed to start. Okay.
2: Larry's fine with it because he's only wearing his nicest you know just cut off dress shorts. <laughs> he takes dress pats, cuts them off. That's what he wears to, you know, gym.
0: <laughs> it's a whole new meaning
2: it's of sports
3: cool. coat. Yeah. I have, like, the 80s male short shorts and, uh, like, a Nike headband. Yes.
1: <laughs> I, I have a theory that we need to find Peter. We need to round, round out the party. Going by sitcom rules, we need our screech. Or our Vincus, our Joey, if you will. Clearly, assume this is <laughs> Boy Meets World. Clearly, Larry is uh, like Topanga from the early seasons. A little weird and out there. Uh, Carl is our Corey. Clearly, I'm Sean because I'm the coolest. We need to find our Vinkus. <laughs> well, the
0: I'm pretty part sure. of this. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. I was just gonna say the best part of this is this is a hundred percent cade. Like that is his knowledge. He didn't he didn't research this. He just is that fluent in
1: Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World is the greatest show ever put on yeah. television, bar none.
2: <laughs> Suck it breaking bad. Uh... so is this like a YouTube channel that you're following there, Alex, or what? I've never heard of these.
1: We these can't people. use YouTube because Google owns it. I only watch things I can find on VHS.
2: Ah, so it's Twitch then. B- 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 v H S. It's like cassettes, uh, but bigger. Oh, t- yeah, like the VHS twenty four
3: seven stream, right?
1: I hate you both.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and before you know it, you you you're looking around, Cade, and you can't see Peter. Still, he's not here. And just as you knew would happen, Carl. You don't sense the magic here any, like, before you were being given a signal that the magic was here. Um, And uh, you don't see it now. Like, you you feel the presence of magic, but it's not here. Um, But before either of you can communicate to each other, all hell breaks loose as five pigs come running in through the door squealing and and knocking people over and you notice that every single one of them has a number stamped on its side all
1: right watch there's five pigs but they will be numbered one two three four and six you do indeed notice that I rest my case <laughs>
2: could well, you be the
1: messiah that is my uh my my pen name when i write letters into the scene mm. there's several x's in it though i will let you find them <laughs> <laughs> all right um the,
0: the the thing about this is for some reason um you guys are are all compelled to to help out and to, to wrestle these pigs and so I am going to have you guys just do a, a small small amount of uh, work here and what's going to happen is um, you're going to just roll a kick some ass to try to, to get a pig and hopefully you guys can <coughs> succeed on that
2: um, so as a spooky, I have ability that's the big whammy, which is more or less lets me attack, but use my weird, and it does two harm if that comes into any impact, so I would assume that Larry would probably try and use his magic more than he would try and use his fists to stop these pigs. I
1: only rolled a four. four. I yell out, Dib's number
3: one! I'm trying to get number one. I got an eleven.
1: Perhaps. I got an eight. Perhaps I Carl wrestled a pig. Act- perhaps Carl is actually Eric.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right,
1: so Carl Carl got an,
0: an 11 and uh, Alex got a four, four. Mm-hmm. and Larry got an eight an eight. All right, so if we go through the list of kicks math, um, Alex, y- you failed. Uh, which means that you would take some damage. Uh, Now, I'm not going to have you take any damage. It's a pig. It's probably not going to do anything (laughs) extreme, but Mm. you do fall to the ground and kind of bang your elbow. And then Larry, who got an eight, going off the rules here, um, you not only inflict harm, but you also get harmed off of this. So Mm. we're going to say you do manage to wrestle your pig, and then you are are also (laughs) kind of just like flailing on the ground with it, Mm -hmm. unable to stand up. And then, lastly, Carl, uh, you, uh, based off the list, you get to um, not only get your pig, but then you get to choose an an, an extra uh, from the list. Um, Is there one you want to kind of Yeah, I want to
3: force them where I want them to go. And basically just, like, kind of, like, kept calm and, like near me like holding it between my legs like you'd like hold your dog there when you want them to just like sit still while you're on a walk
0: Hmm. yep I know that one alright well you do and uh, as you are all kind of fighting with the pigs or trying to pick yourselves up off the ground once again Mr. Hornby walks into the gymnasium looks around sighs then throws his head up towards the ceiling and goes Flanagan
1: and walks out (laughs)
2: hey alex what's peter's name peter flanagan you might be right this time of course i'm right i'm right every time okay
0: and with that my mug is empty
1: and i could use a refill
0: hey there friends It's Ruin, and I'm here with Cade. Hi, I'm still Cade. We're just here to say thanks for giving us a shot and uh, listening. During our refill, we wanted to take a moment on top of that to say, we've got some social media. You should check it out. Join us in some conversation. And while you're at it, maybe hit that subscribe button.
1: Yeah. If you'd like to take a little bit more time, we would really appreciate it if you could rate and review us on whatever your favorite podcasting platform is. Uh, it helps us immensely with the mystical algorithms created by the elder gods of social media. And uh, it helps us push the show to more people. Yeah,
0: we're having a lot of fun doing this, and we hope you are too. But we'd like it if more people could join us, so go ahead and do
1: those things. We also have an email address. You can shoot us an email at cantripsandcoffee at gmail.com. If you want to maybe suggest your favorite coffee or your favorite tabletop system that we haven't tried out yet. We're always looking for more suggestions and would love to hear some from
0: you. You may have also noticed that we're running out of topics on our side table conversations. So maybe shoot us a question that we could talk about there. As an added bonus, you can also look forward to some contests that we have up and coming. Trust me, they're going to be worth just hitting that little subscribe button. There's also some pretty cool collaborations that we're working on with some, uh, some other content creators. It's an exciting time here in the Natural 20. And uh, we want to make it as exciting as we can for you as well. So with that, we're going to jump back into the show. Alright, and we are back and highly caffeinated. What do you guys think?
1: Uh, i quite like it so yeah.
3: far honestly yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah i'm having fun it's Good. not very often i get to be one of the funny characters
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was actually like when you guys were describing your uh, your characters on the discord i was so stoked because they all just seemed like they would fit so well together
3: and they fit well into the sitcom real life theme a little bit yeah. too
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah absolutely um Okay, well let's uh we have a we have a mystery before us, and right before our break, it seemed like Cade was on to something about Peter Flanagan.
1: Peter Flanagan is clearly at the center of all of this. He may be our Or maybe something much more sinister.
2: Yeah, sinister. Um Larry is going to try and tune in again. He wants now that he knows that. This is our man. He's going to freaking lock in on him and figure out whatever he can about him. And I feel like, how would he do it though? I feel like it's got to be some like really weird thing. He lays down on the ground and gets into the fetal position whenever he tries and tunes in. (laughs) He's a super cool dude. He's got all these crazy things, but for whatever reason, this is just one of those things that he gained from his previous bodies. And so he just lays there and he wraps up in a ball and he just starts, (laughs) And really trying to think it out as hard as he can. It looks really weird. Okay, so I need to roll a weird. Um, Okay, so that is a nine. So I get to hold one. Um, I want to know what he or it or is so him is planning to do right now. Like, what's his next move?
0: Okay, the next move is revenge
2: revenge
3: on all the kids that bullied him
2: yeah he's looking to get revenge but he seems to be missing all of his revenge so far or is that not part of the plan and with that there's
0: a weird wipe that comes across your guys' eyes and you find yourself standing (laughs) in a cafeteria holding trays for lunch
1: transition
0: what's on the tray uh, the worst, like, loaf of meat that you could... I, I'm not even calling it meatloaf, <laughs> because it is not something that is recognizable, other than being
2: meat. Larry's just gonna drop it and, like, grab, like, a cool Kai pose, like he was like, yeah, fuck the man.
3: <laughs> I'm going to uh, pull out a uh, packet of Tabasco sauce from my jacket pocket that I keep on hand for just such occasions and slather it all over this
0: crappy meatloaf. (laughs) And in the center of the room, all of a sudden you hear someone kind of grunt as at the same time the most sickening, sickening slurp sound emanates across the cafeteria, which was oddly silent for the time. And when you look over, you see what looks like whipping cream dripping off of somebody's face and a metal tray on the table in front of them.
1: Mother of God, it's a food fight.
0: (laughs) And sure enough, the guy beside you looks up at you because he's sitting down and then looks back to where the pie hit, and just all of a sudden throws himself up on his chair and's like, "Food fight!
2: <laughs> hit that
1: dart and just grab my brothers and push them down on the ground, carnage!" <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice move, Alex.
1: <laughs> Follow me if you want to live, and we just crawl our way out army style.
3: I lob my meatloaf over the well, thing I like am. a hand
1: grenade.
0: I am actually going to have. Cade roll protect someone.
1: Oh which one okay, so that's tough. Oh that's not good. <laughs> uh, can I assist? I got six.
0: Or a six? A six. Okay. Um I mean Jody can try to assist, or you can just take this as it is. Um nothing is really bad going to happen. <laughs> um, but we'll say um uh Jody, did you did Carl wanna help?
3: Not sure. I I think that he would delight a lot in watching his brother get hit by a pie.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> sure enough, uh, what happens is Alex is able to drag Larry and Carl to the ground or throw them to the ground by the collars, but he himself is indeed pied in the face. <gasps>
2: alex no larry's gonna scramble on top of him and start like wiping it off his face like, you're okay man you're okay he's gonna hold it for a second and one tear is gonna drop and then he's gonna grab whatever food is around him and just start throwing
3: i'm gonna listen really carefully for the laugh track
1: go, go on without me be
3: strong for mother. I like slap him across the face, and I'm like, get a hold of yourself,
0: man! You've got a mystery to solve! <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, in the background, all of a sudden, everything is blurring around you, almost like a montage with quirky music playing as everybody engages in a full-on food fight. There is spaghetti sauce. There's the Mr. Hornby once again walking in and with his own tray of food like he was going to supervise, and he slips on some random Jeez. banana peel, gets on the ground... And all of the food collapses on him, including some pretty hot coffee. And from the ground, he raises his head to the the ceiling and just goes, Flanagan! (laughs) (laughs) And before you know it, everything begins to die down. And again, an odd transition overtakes the scene. And you find yourselves covered in... Debris of food, but not the full-on. Like, you attempted to clean up, but there was just too much, so you gave up. And you're standing in an <clears throat> deserted cafeteria, like everybody else has gone to their Period
1: 3 class. This this has gone too far.
2: <laughs> Larry's going to say, just hold on for one second. He's going to go behind one of, like, the cabinets or whatever. You hear some rummaging. He's going to come back in, like, a nicely clean suit. Like, he just keeps suits around <laughs> the school, hidden throughout Let's go.
1: We we need to stop Peter.
3: I'm going to text Peter. Because we're friends, right? I have his his cell phone number, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You would.
3: I'm going to be like, hey, Peter. Sup, dude? Uh, I, I got the Def Leppard greatest hits on, on vinyl. You want to come check it out? It's at my locker.
0: Uh, and he responds... uh <laughs> Hey, uh, I'm kind of busy, but yeah, I'll meet you there in fourth period. Yeah, I just type, type back K. Like and oddly enough, you have a quick cut, and the fourth <laughs> period bell rings. And you're standing in front of your locker, anxiously awaiting Peter. <laughs> and after a few minutes pass, sure enough, You begin to see Peter walking down the hall towards you. And I would like to say that he's kind of like a McLovin-like character. And he's like, what's up, (laughs) my players? (laughs) (laughs) Drop the act, Minkus, you dirtbag. I'm I'm sorry, who is Minkus?
2: Kids these days. We know you're behind this. don't listen to him. He's been going at it all day. He's come up and give him like this real cool high five. Super intricate. To- so many steps. No one's ever seen it before. So
0: as soon as you guys say, we know what you're doing. We're on to you. Uh, he kind of looks at you and is like, oh, okay, fine. Like I'll, I'll explain everything. You just got to give me. And then from off in the distance, you hear, there he is. Get him. And he looks back <laughs> down the one hall and. And it's like, sorry guys, maybe later I gotta go, and he takes off running And right behind him Is a group of three Kinda, should we say Toxically machismo looking Teenagers
1: It's the football team
0: (laughs) And they are pursuing him
3: Uh, I want to stick my leg out To trip them
0: classic Hmm. high school hallway play okay um i just wonder if there would be a move for that
3: i feel it's either act under pressure or kick some ass
0: you know what Mm -hmm. i definitely would agree with act under pressure because it's a quick thinking kind of thing okay Mm,
3: seven a worse outcome hard choice or price to pay
0: <laughs> All right. Um, so on your seven to nine, you go to trip them, but uh, you know, they're, they're pretty agile. They are the football players that Alex was worried about. And instead they do just shove you into, uh, into the nearest locker and continue on running. They, they, uh, one of them does kind of, uh, kind of trip, but it wasn't, quite the you know sprawl on the ground and lose their speed that you were hoping for yeah
3: okay well we should uh, probably chase after these guys yeah Uh, i
2: guess we'll back them up
3: sure i mean you could use your mental manipulation to get them to take a wrong turn or something
2: yeah yeah i could you know you always make me use my abilities just I want to use it when I want to use it, you know? I am going to manipulate their minds to think that a wall just suddenly pops up in front of them as they're <laughs> running. So they're going to either stop or think they've crashed into something. Um nah, and so that's manipulate, which is ooh, I definitely did not. That is a 6 and actually minus 1, so a 5. So whatever happens when you fail at manipulating someone happens to me okay can i help um, out nothing i think you just fail
0: okay well this is um um this is uh something that i actually forgot to discuss with you guys but um the experience system for monster of the week is that mm-hmm. every time you fail a roll, you need to mark off the experience box um mm-hmm. when you max out the experience boxes you will have a level up. Uh, And that can happen mid-game. So we want to keep doing that. So uh, just go back and for all of the misses that you would have had, which I think for um, most of you is about two or three now. Yeah, good. You guys have been counting along. Uh, Mark off those experience (laughs) boxes, including for this one.
2: Now, it does tell me
0: that on a miss, um, it's up to the hunter to decide how badly you offend or annoy them. Um, So... You were trying to manipulate them by making them see an illusion of some sort or thing like that. Mm. Um, Jaden, I'm going to say that you don't stop them, but um,
2: what are you able to do to them slightly? Slightly, yeah. I mean, I feel like they might just be pissed at me and later decide that once they're done with him, they're going to come after me. (laughs)
0: Yeah, like, they have this weird sensation that you were trying to mess with them, and mm-hmm. uh, they they look back at you, and they just go, you're next, Larry.
1: <laughs> you're and, on the list. <laughs>
0: yeah. And they continue running. Now, again, some sort of weird glitch of the mind trick something but you all of a sudden find yourselves doing quick turns around Hall, sliding down banisters, doing whatever you can to pursue. And it's a one-level its a one level school. So where are these banisters really coming from? I guess steps outside? Like, I don't know. But before you know it, you guys are back outside in front of the school. And Peter has turned on the three bullies. And he is all of a sudden... Looking at them and shouting, you've messed with me for the last time, you should have stopped when I told you to, and he's kind of hunched over, clenched fists, and um, this glare on his face, and all of a sudden they begin to cower before him, and they, they fall to their knees, and they begin to just be so afraid that they're begging for their lives and they are they are pleading with him to just, please, Peter, we didn't mean it. I swear, I swear, just, just make it go away. Please, just, just. And Peter straightens himself up and says, that's right. It was the last time. Make this mistake again and it'll be your lives. And he walks off. And your attentions are are pulled towards the bullies. And when you look back up again, he's gone. He's
1: missing. Well, that's creepy. I I don't think we're in high school anymore.
2: Were we ever?
1: Now you're thinking. All of a sudden, this is resembling a
3: docudrama thriller (laughs) more than a sitcom. (laughs) How much do you know about that, Alex?
0: Not much. And as you are, are taking this all in and wondering what happened, the sitcom has obviously changed. The bullies kind of pull themselves off the ground and look at each other confusingly and, and, and disperse in different directions. And all of a sudden you hear, boys, it's time to go. Come on. And as you look across the field, your mom is there to pick you up. And you hear the bell announcing the end of the school day. Weird.
1: This episode is over. These shows never show I... their homes. <laughs> well
3: some of them do.
1: <laughs>
3: some of them are exclusively set in the home. We started in our house. <laughs> um can I try to use a magic for an actual use magic effect? Yes. Um, so the effect that I'm going for if I succeed is the observe another place or time. And I want to like observe what, um, Peter was doing like during the, the times where like things wiped and changed and time progressed, you know? Mm. Um, so I'm going to try a roll here. Nine.
0: Okay. So there is a glitch on that.
3: Yeah. Um, did you want to pick the glitch? Sure. Um. I take one
0: harm, ignore armor. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, so as you're trying to observe another <clears throat> space in time, you begin to see what appears to be a Peter Flanagan um, hanging from threads in a very, very dark space, almost as if it is the cafeteria itself. But it's hard to make out. But as you try to lift the veil of shadows over this, this vision, your brain begins to feel like at first it's a small prick of heat and then it explodes into a fury like hot irons are stabbing and impaling your brain um, before you break off the connection and stand there panting, sweating as if you've been in a sauna. I like
3: hold my like hands to my ears and then I like look like I'm really hurt and I tell my brothers I-, I think something's holding Peter hostage it looked like the cafeteria but but not the cafeteria I don't really know how to describe it
2: hmm. should we go investigate uh, maybe we should probably tell mom that we're gonna be late unless she's in on it too <laughs>
3: She works You're till right. 6.
2: We're fine. Yeah, she never picks us up. Exactly.
0: And all of a sudden, there's a quick cut. And you guys are <laughs> sitting at the dining room table once again at the end of a day. And your mom is serving you lasagna and saying, Well, boys, how was your day?
3: I look to like where a camera would be and I'm like, Lasagna again? Aww. <laughs>
1: At least it's not meatloaf.
0: (laughs) Did anything crazy happen? Did you have good classes? Did your teachers tell you any funny stories?
2: Larry's just going to look at his mom real hard and be like, do you have any stories? And then also try and read her mind and see if she's in on it. Hmm. That's some telepathy stuff. who um. that's a good one. That is an 11. So either a 13 or a 12, depending on which ability it is. So We're okay, good. Okay. And that is telepathy. Um, so yeah. which skill are you wanting to use for that? Um, I would say that would probably be investigate a mystery because I'm trying to see if my mom's in on this. Like, is is she even our mom? What's going on here? Mm-hmm. Like, what is this thing I'm interacting with? She is
0: indeed your mom. Um, you can tell that she herself is struggling with something, but it's your mom. Yeah. And okay. in response uh- to your question, she she says. It's the strangest thing, actually. I I was working at the hospital, uh, you know, because I'm a nurse, and the bedpans just kept filling and filling and filling. It was like everybody had to pee at the same time. And every single time I turned around, there was another stack.
2: I don't have a pun for that, and I'm trying really hard to come up with one, but honestly, mom, that just sounds like a rough day at work. I am sorry to hear that.
0: Well, who knows what tomorrow will bring. As long as there's not another conveyor belt. There's Uh... a conveyor belt? (laughs) The strangest thing. It was like... (laughs) <laughs> there was a million cookies coming out of the, di- the, the 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 cafeteria, you know? Like they just kept coming and I tried to put them on my plate and they kept stacking and stacking and stacking.
1: It's I love Lucy. Now that's retro. It's everywhere.
3: <laughs> I uh I wanna ask our mom if she's heard from Peter
0: Flanagan's parents lately she she looks at you and she is confused for a second as she looks kind of sad and she says well honey surely you un- you remember that Peter's father died a couple of weeks ago I mean I guess it could be closer to th- two months but it wasn't that long ago you shouldn't have forgotten um, I-, I assume that his mother is still grieving
3: yeah I just really wanted to check on Peter and he's been kind of hard to get a hold of lately
0: well whatever it is I'm sure you'll continue to be the best friend
3: I'm always the best friend
0: Jody can you uh, can you roll um, sharp uh, eight no nine uh, sorry at your mother's last words only you hear some sort of like oh or like sympathetic <laughs> kind of track. Okay,
3: Guys, we're we're reaching the the moral uh, climax here. We're about to learn a life lesson. We have five minutes,
0: tops. (laughs) (laughs) And all of a sudden, as if from the top of your eyes flowing down to the bottom, you have shadows come across. And the three of you wake up in one overly large bedroom with three beds a bunk bed with some sort of weird attachment off to the side and all three of you are tucked under your covers and for some reason you're compelled to say really nice things about each other
2: I mean, you guys have been doing real good today, like good clean work but I gotta say, this guy is really relying on a lot of quick cuts and crossfades and I think that's just a crutch on his editing style (laughs) but you guys, you guys have been killing it today You are both very intelligent, and I'm
1: sure that one day you will be able to see and understand the truth of the world. And uh, I really don't think the editing style can be criticized. We have to remember the time frame from which it came. They were limited by the available technology. Jurassic Park was right out, like, brand new. I'm going
3: to say I'm incredibly impressed that neither of you screwed up horribly today.
0: Good job. And once again, there is a fade to black. (laughs) Good night, John Boy.
3: Good night, Mary Ellis. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Feeney!
0: Alex, Larry, and Carl are shocked awake as they once again stand in front of their high school. A new day has arrived, but there is a crowd of people standing outside of the school. Double episode. Um
3: Am I still wearing my Def Leppard t-shirt? Oh yeah, for sure. I look down and I'm like,
0: Righteous! (laughs) All around you are your classmates, your teachers, everybody who should be in the school at this time. And they're all muttering and murmuring amongst themselves. Honestly, most of them seem like they're either confused or just kind of
1: upset that they can't get inside. So I take it that Peter has barricaded the doors. Are you looking around and saying that to somebody or to your brothers? Uh, Saying it to uh, Carl and Larry.
3: I'm going to like aggressively push my way into the front center of the crowd. And while like screaming the whole time, like, what's going on here? What is this shenanigans?
0: And uh, Mr. Thomas, your math teacher from the day before, uh, looks looks over at you and, and says, Hmm, Carl, still sick, I see. But uh, if you must know, there's a bit of a situation going on inside. Uh, I respond with, Yes, I'm sick. That's why I'm yelling.
3: I can't hear <laughs> properly. So it's really weird. It's my first time. uh, He said there's a situation inside, right? Yes, sir. Uh, A bad situation. Uh, Have you seen Peter? Is is Peter okay?
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, it seems like Peter may be the cause of this. All I know is that Mr. Hornby said I was not to let anybody else in and to call the RCMP. Um, He said that Peter was uh, acting
1: kind of funny, but he didn't feel safe letting everybody in. We need to get inside. We are clearly the main characters of this show, (coughs) and we need to find Peter and figure out what's going on. I
3: look to my brothers, and I say, I have an idea. If this is a sitcom, we just have to railroad the plot. And I get in real close and I whisper, you guys remember that secret entrance into the gymnasium we used that one time for that one wacky adventure in the pilot episode? And uh, just hope that fate, fate carries us there.
1: Excellent.
0: And as you say this, the three of you look across to the, <laughs> the eastern or western side of the building, the western side, and just as if it was always meant to be there, there is an overly large air duct sticking outside <laughs> of the building into the gymnasium.
2: Yes! <laughs> Let's go! Let's go. And we all like do like a Scooby-Doo like all of our legs like, scamper at once and we haul <laughs> it over there.
0: All three of you uh, managed to, to lift yourselves into there. Uh, we could say that uh, whoever's the biggest of you um, will say Alex, maybe? No, I'll I don't like that smallest. you
1: imply that I, because <laughs> I like to read, that I must be large. <laughs> I meant like uh, the burliest. Who's the burliest? Oh, it's not uh, me. I've I'm never the been The athlete
3: with of the family. All right, Carl. Carl. I, pra- against- I practice with a claymore in the backyard. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Phenomenal. Carl, being the burliest of the three, uh, manages to kind of uh, do the the foothold lift into the vent for his brothers. And then uh, they reach around and they kind of help him up. Again, for some reason, this vent is so large that two of you could turn around and be side by side in order to get him in there. Um, And then as you journey forward, it seems to get smaller and smaller. Um, So who's in front? Uh. Alex will lead
3: the way. Boy, oh, okay, yeah. Why Ooh. not? Yeah. <laughs> He's intrigued now.
0: <laughs> sure, why not? Right. As Alex, as Alex gets into the vent, he all of a sudden comes to an intersection where there are three ways to go: a right, a forward, and a left. I'm going to have Alex use read a bad situation. Uh, seven. All right, well, on a seven, you get one hold. So I'm going to allow you to either just pick a random way or to
1: ask what's my best way in. I mean, good adventurers go left. Uh, But I'm going to (laughs) ask. Okay. Well, uh, luckily, it actually
0: was the left. um, Because good adventurers go left. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, knowing that good rule, uh he takes a left and the brothers follow. And before Does long, Okay, oh, finish. Yeah, finish no, finish. Oh, before long you find yourselves in an empty gymnasium. I was just going to say does anyone
3: know where that originates from because uh, I've held that forever too It's from the original go left
1: It's from the original Legend of Zelda and it messed with so many players because they were so used to side scrollers and having to go right uh-huh. that you had to go left to get your sword in that game uh, So that's okay. where I that started from Cool yeah. All right I knew
0: that his I, I knew that the game obviously but I didn't know that that's mm-hmm. where that came from Yeah Let's see Yeah, it's an empty gymnasium. Um, You do know that the cafeteria is on the other side of the school, but you are inside of it.
1: Based on uh, Carl's vision, I suggest that we go to the cafeteria.
3: Should we uh, arm up against
1: spookiness? Uh, I don't know what kind of weapons we can have. This is a sitcom, assumably (laughs) aimed at children. There are no guns, no alcohol. The fact that Larry is even able to smoke is quite surprising.
2: Some habits die hard. And he's got uh, a cigarette in his hand, it's just burning. He's not even smoking it.
3: I grab three hockey sticks from the locker room of the gymnasium and I hand them out to my friends. Excellent brothers. choice. Mm.
0: You absolutely do.
2: <laughs> Larry's going to look at it and he's going to be like, mm. he's going to throw it down and he's going to pull out a water gun from his freaking pocket because that's his nine mil and then he's gonna pull out just like a little pocket knife from his other pocket because that's his big knife from his gear
0: 100 percent. if you had tried to argue that your weapons were on you that's what i was gonna have you do
3: (laughs) can can my silver knife that i selected for my character be like a silver like place knife like a fancy silverware
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like
0: the whole... Like, one where the whole thing is silver. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I want a Nerf gun. (laughs) Done. All right, let's go to the cafeteria. All right. As you enter
0: the hallway, all of a sudden, you hear Mr. Hornby once again yelling, Flanagan, But then he says, Stop this madness! And next thing you know... You are all blasted with a shot of seltzer water. What? Okay. And when you look from where it came from, you see on a giant big wheel bicycle, a giant clown who seems to overtake the hallway. And he is coming like he is going to steamroll you.
2: Let's do this. Pumps his little water gun. (laughs)
1: Wait. If we're playing by TV logic, I got this. And uh I I quickly grab Larry's uh, big knife. Uh, mm-hmm. and I I pop the clown like a balloon.
0: <laughs> I am going to have you roll either act under pressure
1: or kick some ass. Uh definitely act under pressure cuz kick some ass is not very good. <laughs> uh I got 11. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you do what you set out to.
0: Yeah, so you you do exactly what you were aiming to do. And as he comes forward, forward menacingly being like, ah, 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 you lash out with your fake knife and stab at him And he explodes and goes flying like a balloon (laughs) that's being deflated (laughs) before landing on the ground. And when he lands, the balloon version of him scatters into 100 tiny clowns with tiny little knives. (laughs) And each one of them is going... "Ah, ah, 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 ah." (laughs) in unison and charging after and like slashing at your ankles it's like a hundred little tiny paper cuts
1: fortunately i always wear my combat boots for just such an occasion (laughs) (laughs) and i hand the knife back to larry Uh, Mm. i just start stomping (laughs) (laughs) that's fair uh, in this
0: moment, I am going to have every single one of you roll kick some ass to try to deal with these things. Uh, otherwise, they're going to start climbing up your clothing and trying to stab at your eyes. Uh, I got can seven. I, can I attempt a,
3: uh, a magic roll to do, the, do one thing that is beyond human limitations for my combat? For sure. <laughs> okay. Um, so... If I understand it correctly, I can just spend a luck point to make this be 12.
0: Um. Yes, yes, you can.
3: Yeah, so I want to do that. So I roll a 12 for the magic. Um, Perfect. And for the th- one thing that's beyond human limitations I want to do is I want to wind up the hockey stick and, like, slap shot one of these little clowns to take out, like, a whole <laughs> swathe of other little clowns. Like... A Gretzky
0: kind of like one in a million slap shot here.
1: Mighty Ducks,
0: I approve. Be- so go ahead and and check off or erase one bit of uh of yeah, luck. I did. Now luck in this game is a permanent um minus, so you will not gain that back. Uh, however, because of it, you manage to feel connected to the universe and it's like you are all of a sudden the great one and not only (laughs) do you hit one of them you actually hit like a small little wave of them and it's like a bowling ball effect or snowball effect i guess you know where like you hit one and they roll into the others and all of a sudden all of them are in one giant ball rolling the other way down the hall before they slam into the wall uh and and shatter into smoke awesome i uh pick up the hockey
3: stick and like blow it like a gun barrel
2: (laughs) (laughs) nice (laughs) Larry's gonna whip out his little pistol there and just fire it off at a couple of them Uh, they are
0: they are all gone Oh, are they already dead? Every single one of them is gone.
2: (laughs) He's just shooting at, like, nothing now. Just (laughs) freaking out. Get away! Get away! No!
0: (laughs) Eyes closed. Yeah. Excellent. He hates clouds. And with that, you guys take off running towards the cafeteria. And as you enter the doorway, you see the exact vision that Carl... I believe it's Carl, right? Yeah. Who would use this? Yeah. That Carl had previously seen. Your dear sad friend, Peter, is dangling as if from wires from the ceiling. And you see Mr. Hornby standing at his feet and going, Well, Peter, tell them. Tell them what you wanted. They all are dying to hear it. And... You each look imploringly up at him. And he raises his head. And in the most pathetic, softest whimper, he says, I, I just wanted everyone to know what it feels like to be laughed at. And Mr. Hornby warps before your eyes. And all of a sudden, he is a giant, almost smoke-like creature hovering above... Peter, moving his fingers in a marionette style, making Peter dance, and everything fades to black. And all of a sudden, you see credits rolling, and some weird 90s sitcom music, similar to Full House or something like that, plays, and every Single name on this list of credits, besides your own as yourselves, says David Jones Insmith. And it's director David Jones Insmith, producer David Jones Insmith, editor David Jones Insmith. And it goes on and on and on until the very end where it says something about, you know, made in Canada, funds used from the government grants, things like that. Mm. And that is where. Our
1: story ends for today. Neat. <laughs> I think we all learned a valuable lesson tonight. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Deleted scenes and bloopers in the credits are like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's cool. Is that okay. like the end of what we're doing today?
0: That is the end of today's episode. So with that, I'm out of coffee. And that means it's time to go.